really interesting to me because people in Indianapolis tend to over-evaluate or under-evaluate, as, as fans do everywhere, kind of a coach or a front office or a quarterback based upon criteria other than the record. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Pro Football Network, they ranked Chris Ballard and his front office at number 11. Is that fair or is it not? How has Chris Ballard done in solving the roster problems facing the Indianapolis Colts this offseason? And they were significant. We're going to talk also, Deshaun Watson's hearing is tomorrow. What's going to happen if Deshaun Watson, as the NFL hopes, is suspended for a long period of time? The Pacers Summer League, that roster, it's coming together. They got about a week and a half to firm it up and get the guys out to Vegas to be able to play and compete in the Summer League. Does it make any difference how they do the Cubs? They came back from the dead yesterday. Alec Mills still has a job in Major League Baseball throwing a baseball, and that is a pox upon this franchise. Uh, did we go to Dave Matthews this weekend? Yes, we did. We went to both shows, and then we followed it up with the Outlaw Music Festival last night. Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats were awesome, and Willie Nelson, by all accounts, survived through his concert. He played Whiskey River first, and that's a cool song. And uh, so Willie, actually in pretty good voice last night, at the age of like 88 or 89, at Ruoff. He's the last man standing, baby. We go to all the shows. Love shows. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, June 27th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. That's the way this works. Call them. 765-610-8809. All right. Let's talk about sports. Smash that uh, uh, subscribe button. Hit the like button, ring the bell, let's go. And if you want to donate, as just happened, you, you feel free to do that. Hit thanks, ask a question, whatever you want. We dig it. Uh, the Colts front office, ranked number 11 by Pro Football Network. That's going to irritate Colts fans. But how could you justify? How could you justify a, a higher ranking given the fact that Chris Ballard, as the head of this thing, is 42 and 42? Overall, including the postseason. Can, can you say, boy, that, that Chris Ballard has put together a juggernaut? No, you can't. Didn't go to the playoffs last year. Nine and eight. Thought they solved the quarterback problem going into last season with Carson Wentz. The year before, they solved it with Matt Ryan. The year before that, they solved it with Jacoby Brissett. Now, this front office has not, not been without problems, not of its own creation. And primary among those, Andrew Luck's retirement back in 2019. But the get-out-of-jail-free card for that has got to have an expiration date, doesn't it? Matt Ryan, this year at the age of 37, how's he going to be able to play? Here's kind of a look at it. Pro Football Focus ranked the difference between quarterbacks, not unpressured and pressured. And they said, here's the, you know, the difference between those two is how a quarterback is affected by pressure, and they rank the guys based upon their difference. But what was interesting to me about that is where Matt Ryan, where he was, his uh, pro football focus passer rating with a clean pocket, and uh, Carson Wentz with a clean pocket. 
Matt Ryan with a clean pocket, 87.9. That's good. Carson Wentz with a clean pocket, 72.3. That's not good. You've got to have a quarterback who with a clean pocket is going to make a defense pay. Matt Ryan does that. Carson Wentz did not. Now with a mucked up uh, pocket, Carson Wentz just a skosh better, 57.6, as opposed to uh, Ryan's 53.6. So there is, there is a small difference in Wentz's favor with a dirty pocket, but clean, Matt Ryan far better than Carson Wentz, and that's a difference. And as we talk about Chris Ballard and the front office for the Indianapolis Colts, the thing that's really good about them and, and hopefully this bears fruit in the 2022 season, is that they have solved the problems. What were the problems going into this offseason? Quarterback was chief among those problems. Left tackle, an important problem. Cornerback, an important problem. Edge, an important problem. <laughs> like, wow. Like, and wide receiver was yet a, a vacancy at number one or number two, depending on where you rank Michael Pittman Jr. So those are the five most important positions on the football field, and the Colts had holes in all of them. How did they fill them? First, with a quarterback position, Carson Wentz was traded and his entire contract taken by the Washington Commanders and the Colts got back two threes, and one of those threes next year could become a two if Carson Wentz kind of it's a, it's sort of the same threshold where the, the Colts had a condition this past year where they gave up a one instead of a two. Then they trade for Matt Ryan, and they just give up one third-round pick. They take the whole contract, but the contract's renegotiated, so there's a lesser cap hit. That's good work by Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard got more than he gave up and upgraded at the position while the commanders took that whole contract. That's really good. At quarterback, they signed Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore hurt the first part of last year as he got healthier and as he played for the Panthers. He wound up earning a spot in the Pro Bowl. If he can still play... At 31-32, Stephon Gilmore is a guy who is going to be a significant upgrade for the Colts. They signed him as a free agent, kind of a, not a prove-it deal, but they didn't have to dig too deeply into their uh, into Jim Irsay's wallet to, uh, to get Stephon Gilmore to sign. At left tackle, they stayed in-house with Matt Pryor, and then they drafted Bernard Ryman. We'll see who winds up at the end of the season being the starting left tackle. But to begin, it's Matt Pryor, and he was not bad last year at all as a left tackle, as he filled in. Julian Davenport was terrible. Sam Tevy got hurt. Eric Fisher was not good. So you bring back uh, Matt Pryor. You buffet him with Bernard Ryman, or Bernard Ryman, and you hope for the best. We're going to see if that works out. Because that's not, that's not ideal. That's not a, a great situation. It's not a terrible situation, but it's not a great situation. At wide receiver, you draft Alec Pierce with a 53rd overall pick. All right. We'll see. I don't know whether that's... You know what? Is it, you'd grade these. I'd say Matt Ryan 
filling that quarterback spot, fixing it, I'd give Chris Ballard an A. For left tackle with Pryor, I'd give him a B plus. Uh, Pierce, I'd give him a C because we just don't know. And, and we don't do this. The grading business, look, like draft grades. We saw it last week with the NBA draft. Everybody's ranked an A or a B. What? Look, there's also C, D, and F. Those were on the scale, all right? So C is not bad. It's average. Average work. Uh, Alec Pierce being the only guy that they bring in, and you're hoping that Paris Campbell can be healthy. Uh, Gilmore, I give a B plus. And then at the edge, you've got Yannick Ngakwe. And, and that's an upgrade. In Gakwe, every single year of his NFL career between 8 and 12 sacks, that's good. He is the prototypical Leo for Gus Bradley. He's playing a lot of football with Gus Bradley. He's a defensive coordinator. That's a good thing for the Colts. I give that a B-plus also. By the way, Pro Football Focus ranks their power ranking overall for the Colts. Colts are 15th. I think that's fair. I think that's about right. You know what? That's where they were last year. They were 9-8. and eight. They finished outside the playoffs. Shouldn't have. We're going to find out early. This season is going to... We're going to know early what the Indianapolis Colts are. Because they travel to Houston. You have got to win that game. You've got to win that opener. That is the worst possible matchup in an opener. The worst. Because the Texans don't know they suck yet. <clears throat> They're going to come into that home opener with a hype crown... And they're going to show up and play as well as they are capable of. In week 10, they're going to be mailing it in, right? They're not going to be a very good football team. And they're going to know it at that point. In the opener, they don't know it yet. That counts for something. And that puts the Colts not in the best situation. And then they travel to Jacksonville. When was the last time they swept Jacksonville? It's been a while. When was the last time they won the AFC South? It was 2014. They need to win that division, or he will get ratcheted up on the current brain trust, whether it's the front office or Frank Reich. I don't either. I don't think either is going to be fired unless there are extenuating circumstances that make it obvious that somebody does need to be. And I think that person would more likely be Reich. I don't think that that's Ballard at this point. We'll see. Um, Deshaun Watson, his hearing, it begins tomorrow. This is a completely new scenario for these hearings, disciplinary hearings. You've got Sue Robinson, the NFL and NFLPA uh, jointly landed on Sue Robinson as the disciplinary officer. That hearing is going to begin tomorrow because there has not been one of these. We don't know how long it's going to take Sue Robinson to come up with a decision as to how long the suspension is going to be, assuming there is one. If Deshaun Watson is suspended for a long period of time, Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starting quarterback. Baker Mayfield has played his last game as the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Pacers putting together their summer league roster. And, you know, normally this would not be a thing, but this is June 27th. We are looking for any kind of live sports of interest, of local interest, to watch and pay attention to and the Pacers Summer League, it qualifies. They start a week from Friday in Las Vegas. They play against Charlotte. Here's the roster as we know it right now. You got Fanbo Zhang, great name, from China, 6'11", from G League Ignite. 
All right, you've got Jermaine Samuels from Villanova that the, the Pacers worked out twice. He signed as an undrafted free agent. Eli Brooks out of Michigan. Yet Duarte Jackson and T- Taylor Washington, and then draftees uh, Matherin, uh, Nembrand, and Brown. They are, or Nebhard, Nebrand. Who the hell's Nembrand? Nebhard and Brown also expected to play. And then you've got Tevin Brown out of uh, Murray State. And we'll see how they fill out the rest of the roster. But they're going to play four games and then a fifth at the end, either in the championship or consolation or something or other. So we'll see what happens. Again, they open Friday, July 8th against Charlotte. It's kind of a fun trip. If you've never gone to the Summer League, it's sort of cool. It's like going to a really good AAU tournament. Very talented group of AAU players. You, you buy a daily pass, you go watch all the games, you play some some blackjack, you shoot some craps, and you have a hell of a time in Las Vegas. Uh, the Cubs, they came back yesterday in St. Louis, down five. They were down five-nothing because Alec Mills sucks. How in the world do the Cubs continue to throw that oaf out there and have him pitch? It's ridiculous. Anyway, Cubs came back from the dead. Uh, Wilson Contreras with three RBIs. David Robertson was excellent to round out the ninth, the bottom of the ninth inning and then come in and, and throw a shutout tenth. Both these guys are going to be former Cubs in about a month, maybe just over a month as the trade deadline approaches. Who's going to win games for the Cubs when those guys are gone? That is a legit question. That's ridiculous. Chicago sports are hit or miss at all times, mostly miss. Blackhawks suck. Cubs suck. Bears suck. Bulls, eh, not terrible, right? White Sox, I think the White Sox are still going to win the AL Central. We'll see. I, I think Tony Larusa is still a really good manager. He he's forgotten more about baseball than most of us will ever know. Sadly, it seems like he's forgetting more by the day. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? But I I think Tony Larusa can manage, and I think the Sox once they get healthy, if they get healthy, that's a hell of a baseball team. Andy Ricks through uh, Gallagher, happy birthday, the great Colin Hartman celebrating a birthday. Brad Loud, happy birthday, Jim Ramsburg. Chicago weather media legend, Jim Ransberg. Uh, Guy Zapolian, the great Derek Elston. Who knew that Derek Elston and Colin Hartman shared a birthday? I didn't. Uh, Donald Faulkner, happy birthday. Cynthia Evans, Phil Mahoney, the great Phil Mahoney. Jeff Schultz, Don Miller, and the great Gary Shuttler, happy birthday. If today is your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Be nice to each other. Lift each other up. Don't drag each other down. Like, we, we can make life as miserable or as great as we want it to be for others. But we got to focus on others. Can't just focus on us. How can I make myself more happy? How can I be happy? Stop that. How can you make somebody else be happy? Because by doing that, you make yourself a little bit happier. That's math. That's easy. Behavioral math is simple. X plus one equals seven. X being making other people happy. X plus one equals seven. Whatever. Uh, later today, Inside Indiana Sports Now. Cannot wait to talk to you. Then we'll put up the Jermaine Samuels, as long as he's going to play for the Pacers Summer League. We'll put up that interview that we did with him during the pre-draft process. Can't wait to talk to you then.